Kiki Mama Ma. This is the Masters of Horror, a cult film showdown joint. Uh, we are watching a series called Masters of Horror that aired in 2005-2006. Uh, it was available on DVD. And uh, we're doing these uh, short episodes uh, to prep ourselves for what I'm calling Shocktober. Uh, a month of uh, a month where we celebrate by watching horror films, old and new, good and bad. Uh, and uh, I'm joined today. Hey, this is, I'm Jim. I might as well introduce myself before I get to uh, the rest of the Motley crew. Uh, and Jim Cotta, and I'm joined by uh, Nick Boxer. Hey yo. All right. Salutations <laughs> there. <laughs> I decided to change it up for this one. Yeah. For this podcast, I don't know if I'm keeping that. For for this special, should I save the greetings and salutations for just the cult for uh, cult for showdown? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the big. That's that's the big leap. Should I come up something else for these special? Did you say that's episodes? the big leap? <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's professional yeah. podcasting right there. Yeah, I might even say masters of podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're also joined by Jack Hall. Jack Hall, oh, Jolly Jack cool. Hall. I I really like the ki 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 ka 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 kuku kuku thing you do at the beginning. Oh, okay. I think it's uh I, I like that. It's uh, I mean it's no yakmala yakmala, but it's pretty good. I also thought that it needed to, a little shift here for Masters of Horror. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like how you no already renamed the show to uh, pop, but it's good. <laughs> I, I like how you renamed the show to a cult film showdown joint. Uh, so that's that's uh, did that without uh, checking with anybody on episode two. Uh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing what episode three will be named. <laughs> I think uh, as many characters as Twitter allows is what we'll uh, we'll be calling these. Holy uh, hell! What are we talking about? <laughs> All right, we are talking. We are talking about Masters of Horror. So, Masters of Horror was a TV series that ran uh, 2005. Uh, we are watching the episodes in order, uh, and uh, the show is available on Tubi TV in the U.S. Uh, if you haven't listened to our previous episode, uh, or depending on when you're listening to this, our later episodes, uh, then uh, do that after you listen to this one. Uh, the uh, the episode we are we watched for this session is called Dreams in the Witch House, and uh, Jack, why don't you tell us about the masters involved in this? Uh, this is um, this is I want to pronounce his name right, so excuse me. Uh, Stuart Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> the Mario trick doesn't always work. No. <laughs> Cool. You, did, uh, you need uh, maybe try the Lucky Charms guy. I bet you that'll work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what country that came from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyways, so <laughs> he's best known for probably a Reanimator, uh, Sir Gordon. Mm. I mean, yeah. this guy's a, a true cult film. I mean, a cult film showdown. I mean, I'm sure we'll be getting to his films. He's a true occult film icon. I mean, Reanimator from Beyond, Dolls, you know, is another one. He uh, he did Robot Jocks. Oh, uh, that's a know. classic. I love that one. 
Castle Freak. Don't, don't leave out Castle Freak, because that's a I was just about to say Castle Freak. Uh, the wonderful ice cream suit. Um, you know, the guy's got... The guy did a, a whole ton. He also wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wow, that's uh, that is a that's a that's a swing for the fences from based on uh, the rest of his work. And honey, I brought, uh, blew up the kid, the sequel. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a completely. But he probably made so much money from that that he could just do whatever he wanted. Um, you know, Fortress is another one with his name on it. Like he he was uh, originally a stage director. Experimental theater and went on to become, yeah, a true, a true cult film icon. And uh, he's an interesting choice for episode two because uh, is he a massive horror? Well, you know, I mean, um, he's a master of cult film schlock, right? Um, <laughs> is he a master of horror? Well, that's debatable, I think. So it's interesting, but uh, I think he does a fine job I, with this. I, I think the original source material could just put us in here because, I mean, Stuart Gordon has adapted. I think this is his fourth adaptation of uh, Lovecraft. That's yeah, he where we pit be getting the the... Yeah, and they, uh, yeah. I mean, they brand these as the director being the masters of horror, but uh, this is our this is our second episode and our second time that we've got a, a horror writer who was a master of the craft um, involved in the story. Um, so this is based on an H.P. Lovecraft. Well, um, they don't they don't call it master of horror; it's masters. Oh, fair enough. You have multiple yeah. masters working on one episode. Mm, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say whether Lovecraft worked on this episode or not. Um, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's a I mean, believe fan. what you're gonna believe, though. I mean, I, I won't rule it out either. It was Lovecraft. Uh, <laughs> it's very possible that uh, that he did. Uh, now, well, Nick, my, on the title. That's true. I as as it should be, as it uh, as it always seems to be you with know, it's his. It's a pretty loose adaptation, but I mean, hey. <laughs> That happens when you're updating into modern times. Yeah, Nick, why don't, why don't you tell us what this uh, what this thingy is about? Sure, a guy uh, who's studying mathematics and quantum physics uh, needs a cheap place to, to live, so he gets a room in a boarding house. And uh, you know what? Twist surprise, big surprise. Uh, there's a witch living in the walls that tortures him into killing his next door neighbor's baby for some reason. Um, yeah, drives him insane. Um, that's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> as, the, as the kids would say, for reasons. Uh, yeah, for reasons. <laughs> well, I mean, you sacrifice the witches, sacrifice babies. I mean, that that's it's in the book, in the natural... <laughs> When it is in the ne the Necronomicon. Necronomicon, that's it. That's it. it. Is it yes, is it was uh, oh. it was hilarious to me. <laughs> the Necronomicon. Uh, it was hilarious to me when the Necronomicon showed up, and my initial thought was, "Oh, they just ripped that off from Evil Dead." And then immediately, I'm like, "No, that's not how this works." Um, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. It's, it's like that, baby. Like, like when someone told me that Lord of the Rings steals from Dungeons and Dragons, like I think you've, you've, you've got cause and effect backwards there. Um, 
<laughs> a couple of nice little uh nice little uh you, you gotta have your miskatonic u reference you, uh he's he is studying mathematics at miskatonic u um wears the t-shirt throughout the film and uh, or throughout the show and uh, and you're knocking around con i'm sure there's more if you knew lovecraft more um this is a, this is a creepy little thing um, yeah it's it's strange because it's it's again it's super coordinated so it's, i mean it's not subtle Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it, there's a, a a a schlock is there. You know, with some of the characters, a bit over the top, but I mean, it's a as he definitely you can tell that he he is uh, a huge fan of the source material, and that he is careful to not. Even though it is a loose adaptation, it, it is uh, obvious that he really loves what he's working on here and respects it. Yeah, there's a there's a care for Lovecraft for sure. Um, that uh, and also, I mean, he doesn't he they don't uh, file off the corners as far as uh, as it goes. I mean, Lovecraft, Lovecraft uh, definitely not known for happy endings. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. the the bad get punished, but so does everyone else. So it works out. Um. <laughs> to to me, watching this, I I mean, I was a little disappointed just on the basis of it. It was way too similar to uh, From Beyond. I mean, sure, there's no witch in uh, From Beyond. It was a my, uh, crazy dude torturing the guy in the next room. Um. But I, I didn't find a lot here, and I didn't think – I think this is the episode they sort of skimped on the budget on because it is just a guy in a room for most of it. Um, yeah, the, yeah, they it, it, they creepy, keep it to a – But yeah. it, it just didn't pop like a lot of these episodes do to me that they, there's something special. This did feel – very Canadian, very cheaply produced. Um, yeah, if it didn't have tits, I would have said it was a late night special. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying that from just, uh, I, I love Stuart Gordon's films and this just didn't do it for me. I didn't find anything really, truly great about it. It was a it good is, watch, but it was, it was just the a late night watch. Is the problem, Nick, that it doesn't go over the top the way that uh, From Beyond and and you know Reanimator do? I mean, those films go so far over the top; they're they're really out there. Was it the fact that this was it had kind of that that vibe, but it's restrained in a lot of ways? You think that's the problem? Uh, I think partially. I I I wanted that big end explosive scene and it just wasn't there that was cool. great nudity, the let's let's give a thumbs up to the yeah nudity. that was i was surprised when the nudity happened honestly uh because uh watching the surprised well, it was. I wasn't unpleasantly surprised for sure uh the the first uh the first episode they uh I mean, it was definitely mature, but it was the kind of mature where you could probably cut just a few seconds and make it late night network. Um, like you just take out a little, you take out the couple of bits of of blood flowing, um, which is like always the cutoff for your PG. 
Um, and uh, but this one, it was like, no, there's just boobs now. Um, so let's go. Um, <laughs> that's that's what you're getting from now on. <laughs> I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids might be the only movie without boobs. <laughs> I'd have to double check to make sure. <laughs> you have to double check his record or or double check Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, let's do both. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say that it does have some, uh, it has some pacing up and downs for sure. Um, and uh, uh it, uh, it kind of felt like they should have leaned one way or the other, like keep him more in the room make it like isolate him more um, or, you know, the other direction that because uh, yeah, he's definitely yeah. any other character in this was likable. <laughs> I think it would have been a little bit stronger. <laughs> well, there's a crazy dude downstairs and and say if he had been more likable at the last minute, minute he was recast from uh, Jeffrey Combs who couldn't from Reanimator and Star Trek, oh, okay. and, you know, a billion other things, and that character might have been more likable with, with uh, if he had done the role. Yeah, he's yeah. he's uh, he's definitely the most. I mean, he's very interesting character from the little bit you get to learn about him. Um, he's uh, uh, it, like he's he's behaves like a penitent monk at the beginning like he's uh self-flagellating one of the first scenes you see him in um and uh uh but i mean in the time in the in the time they spend on the other characters the other characters get a very thin like he's the guy downstairs who's weird uh there's the there's the single mom upstairs that it's never clear what her job's going to be um, <laughs> she's unemployed but she is going out to apply for something, but I don't think they actually say what that job is. So that's about Great what she gets is she's Great. a single mom, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, that actress very very accomplished. Um, she has continued to work steadily. Yeah, including yeah, playing the president on Star Trek Discovery most recently. Oh nice, and uh, also series regular on uh, The Man in the High Castle, which uh, I re I really love that show. So yeah, working actor. I, I, that's also a Vancouver. That was a Vancouver production as well. So, I'm, uh, yeah, no yeah. There. yeah, Vancouver native is uh, what she is. Really, uh, she's a Vancouver native. Oh, nice. Vancouver native. Um, you know, uh, Vancouver is known for its great nudity. <laughs> if if it's known for anything. I'm, uh, if I'm saying that the highlight of the thing was for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. That's probably the case. <laughs> Tell us more. I mean, Jack, you haven't really talked too much about this one. Ah, uh, well, there's this scene where she shows up uh, <laughs> in this hood and cape and uh, just opens it, and there's nothing there uh, that she's wearing. And, I, uh, I was pretty sure I saw some stuff. Uh, I did, I stuff saw, yeah. there, but nothing that yeah. she's wearing. And, uh, and I mean, and, I'll I don't know how long that scene was. I know how long I paused it for. Uh, <laughs> it's not a quick cutaway. Uh, that's uh, appreciated. And then, then a nice rear shot as well. And then back, uh, and then back to the rear. Yeah, I mean, it's the same, but they might have lingered. 
I mean, it's like they sat there and went, you know, uh, the story might be a little, uh, little light here. Uh, what can we do to <laughs> fill up time? <laughs> How about some really graphic nudity for way longer than needed? And, uh, you know, it made the show for me. I mean, I, I give this one a 14 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> 14 out of 100, that's what you're saying? It's yeah, like a one. It's like a one point of what? That's a one point four. Or maybe fourteen out of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd the give actual, it. I, yeah. The actual thing is, I, I agree. It, it the like the special effects, like the the rat face character. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it didn't look particularly good. You yeah, know? It's, it's funny that it not looking particularly good was creepier to me. I can see that. Yeah, like I think that would I think that was creepier than it would have been now because it was it was done as like an overlay of a face on the on the rat. And now you do the whole thing. The whole rat would be CG now. Well, was uh, anyone else sort of bothered by the fact that at any point, if any character had just come to his senses and walked out the out of this house, <laughs> the movie would have been like negated in like any character leaves, nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much true. I and mean, he does try and get the he does try and get the the uh, single mother next door to leave. He does say to her, "Your baby's in danger," and this and that. But she just thinks he's a raving madman, and and she's like, "I need to live here. I can't afford any place else." Like, well, of course you can't. You're looking for a job. I mean, it's be the day, but the it's be the day after he paid her rent so she could stay. Um, right. <laughs> you could have laughed. What what is the timeline of this? Did you get any sense of how like how long this takes place over? Oh, I no more than forty eight hours tops. I think he has two dreams, so I, I assume two days. <laughs> I, I I'd say it feels like that, and also isn't. Um, <laughs> it really it really feels like they know each other better than the amount of time they spent together. Because uh, otherwise, it'd be like morning of the second day that she had that uh, she asks him to stay with her kid because he and, and and she says he really likes he really likes you, which also implies that he's like actually seen the child by that point. Well, yeah. I mean, he did. He did. You know put his finger in the child's hand and the child grabbed it and she said, oh, he likes you. And that did happen the first time they met. So immediately oh, that's a, that's I was probably enough yeah. with that man. Yeah, I mean, she's ever, she, I mean, she clearly made every other choice badly. So why not start there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I would have said two days as, as well, but you bring up a good point about the, she did leave him with the child. And as we know, we learned from the last episode, you can sell babies in Thailand. So maybe there was a little bit more time there than I initially thought. Yeah, yeah maybe it is pushing. I do think it was weird when she decided to leave the baby with him, but she knows nobody else. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, do you got, do you got the, the landlord? That's, that's, your, that's your backup? You got your landlord and, and, and uh, hits himself guy on the main floor so yeah you're really grading on a curve there yeah you have to wonder what her situation was that she left and went wherever i am is so bad that this will be better (laughs) you know Uh, 
said, man, that nudity. <laughs> can't can't recommend that highly enough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're talking full frontal, just in case you people aren't understanding. Yeah, and and back and and back top, top only. Yeah, full backle too. Full backle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually, you know, I, I leaned towards the backle rather than the frontal, but you know, there's there's something for everyone. Well, I I <laughs> I paused both and uh, took a look. <laughs> That's that's the kind of that's what I always admire about you, Jack. The amount of effort you bring to your craft. No, I it's I study film and uh, <laughs> composition, uh, mise en scène. Yeah. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> All right, you got any? Do you have any questions about this one, Jack? Yeah. Uh, uh, my question: <laughs> Why wasn't the nudity longer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a question. Uh, at one point, uh, he thinks he's sleepwalking. He wants to prove to someone else he's sleepwalking. So he puts uh, flour all around the bed, you know, for like about four inches on either on any side of, on all all three on three sides of the bed. Yeah. And the whole time I'm watching that, I'm like, well, I have celiac disease. Is there a gluten-free security system I could get? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, cocaine. <laughs> this, that would have explained a lot. Same thing they had when they started this. Um, I, all I right. Will say this about the film mm -hmm. uh, or the the episode. At the end, they go there in a place that nobody ever goes, and I don't recall well enough if this is in the Lovecraft. Uh, original but uh, uh i'll just say it a spoiler alert uh i mean they killed the baby and the rule of course is you never kill the baby you never kill the animal yeah right? never kill a dog they, yeah. yeah never kill the dog never kill the, the the baby they killed the baby uh bold choice uh did it i don't know that it had the impact that it should have i mean what do you guys think it didn't it felt like the story was over like yeah, like yeah, it just but didn't... you still have another five minutes for the rat to claw itself out of our protagonist. He said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I, I think it. It doesn't. That part is uh, like feels like it doesn't land. But even when he's going to sacrifice the kid, it doesn't feel like there's an. It, it like it didn't feel particularly dangerous. Um, at that point, either um, to the yeah, point where the kid yeah, just magically, like the kid's in a cage, and then they go to sacrifice, and then that's magically back in the cage. Um, like it just yeah, goes back in the cage for no reason. The fight, to sacrifice, <laughs> the fight to sacrifice should have been really dramatic. Now that you mentioned it, I remember watching it, going, "Yeah." I mean, worst comes to worst, he kills the baby. Uh, wrote an, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, the baby. <laughs> was more developed than most of the other characters. So yeah, I mean that's I didn't care about that. Maybe got a cuter kid. <laughs> yeah. That is the yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean it is it should have been a really brave thing that they killed the baby, but uh but uh you know it just yeah. Eh, I think you're right. I think it felt like the story was already over, even though it was nowhere close. <laughs> even though you got it's uh, you, even though there's three more endings, it's the return of the king of Lovecraft. Um, 
Yeah. It's got to do four solid endings. Uh, all right. Well, it, unless there's anything out else. Out of 10. Out of 10 is uh, six. Maybe. 3.98. This should have been oh, a bonus did. feature on a, a pit and pen, pendulum or something. Mm. That doesn't really. Maybe a, maybe a 5.49. I'll go 5.51. <laughs> Glad these aren't going in the octagon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final score is uh, 77.312. All right. Where's that put us? <laughs> What's the next episode? What is the next episode? That's an excellent question. I'm going to I'm going to tell you uh uh, again, I'm going to see how long that this seg segment can continue, uh, but uh, Canada spotting in this episode of Masters of Horror. Uh, Jay Brazo, uh, Canadian actor, stage and film, still going, 276 credits on IMDb. Uh, and a uh, very recognizable face uh, was in uh, Watchmen, Insomnia, um, Horns. Uh, tons and tons of stuff. Uh, he is, uh, he always leaps off the screen whenever I see him. Um, Canadian treasure. The next episode we'll be watching is uh, Dance of the Dead. Dance of the Dead. Uh, yeah, and, that's uh, be, I can't wait for that. The next two, the next two, I mean, I'm super excited for, even though it's one of the few episodes I have seen. Not the next one, but the one following. I'm super excited because I mean, next one's Toby Hooper, you know, mm. Chainsaw Massacre, and um, from a story by Richard Matheson. Oh, uh, I've just gotten into Richard Matheson actually. Yeah, I've just I read uh, The Incredible Shrinking Man uh, over the summer, which is an incredible book. The, the screenplay's by his son, so. Oh wow! Uh, so All right, it should be it should be a blast. I can't wait to get to the next one, Dance of the Dead. Once again, multiple masters. <laughs> again yeah there's you're right it's like keep it the same. in that episode than there is all of masters of science fiction <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we're going to be continuing this for as long as we can handle it uh masters of horror uh, again you can watch these on tubi um they're about 50 minutes an episode so watch ahead and then uh, and then you can listen to you can yell at your podcast app uh, about how wrong we are uh, or how right we are. Um, we take either one because we can't, you know, actually hear or it. Or leave uh, comment on YouTube. We'll yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely leave a comment on YouTube. Um, and uh, even if you hate it, especially even if you hate yeah. us. Yeah, like honestly, if, if you. Entertain uh, us the most. Uh, yeah, like we get more entertainment out of the negative, and uh, according to the algorithm, it's the same. Uh, like, <laughs> every comment's just a comment, and uh, you know if you get into an argument about uh, about uh, us, uh, that's just more comments. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> like like subscribe and uh, hassle. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Cult Film Showdown is on YouTube at Cult Film Showdown. Uh, also, we are on Instagram, Cult Film Showdown, and we're sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com. And they are a fantastic podcast network uh, that hosts uh, many, many excellent uh, podcasts like We Talk Comics and We Talk Music um, and uh, the First Take Network. Fresh Take, uh, Fresh Take Network. 
mine was better. <laughs> I tend to agree, actually. <laughs> uh, and uh, we talk podcasts also on Facebook, and they're on uh, Twitter. And we are on Patreon at Cult Film Showdown. Um, you'll support the nonsense we do. And uh, if we get enough Patreon, we're going to make T-shirts. Um, that's uh, that's you know the the that'll be, that. that'll be the growth of our branding. Um, is uh, well, we can't afford the outlay for T-shirts, so we're going to have to do the Patreon first, and then. Um, and I think he's just been canceled, so we'll, we may have to switch our Gary Busey level of support on uh, Patreon. Um, we'll see if it maybe maybe he actually gets cheaper, and we can lower that level. Um, <laughs> uh, that is the, that's the my dream uh, support there on Patreon is uh, is that uh, it's the Gary Busey level where we will uh, get Gary Busey to do a cameo um, for oh. uh, cast. That's uh, yeah, there's only one available. We want you to just be the sponsor of it. Um, <laughs> and so next episode uh, will be uh, Masters of Horror: Dance of the Dead. Uh, originally aired 11 November 2005, and we are going to keep heading into our Shocktober. Yeah. So well, from I Nick... I like to call the next episode uh, Dance of the Dead. <laughs> you're, you're almost Transylvanian at that point. Like you're, you're moving <laughs> north. That's good. Um, <laughs> it's a Toby Hooper. Um, <laughs> right. From Nick and Jack and from Mario and uh, myself, uh, we'll see you next time.